Our apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Due to massive technical difficulties, this episode sounds kind of shitty. So we just want to let you know ahead of time that we tried our best to fix it, but there wasn't much that could be done. So, you know, suffer through it if you want. It's it's a good episode. It's just kind of hard to listen to. So this is Gavin saying next episode after this is going to be so much better. So much better, I guarantee it. All kinds of promises. And I will keep them. All right. Enjoy. Warning, the following episode contains spoilers and foul language. User discretion advised. On today's episode, we watch 2009's 500 Days of Summer. And 1980's Motel Hell. So stock up on booze and Twinkies. And don't forget to... (laughs) And enjoy the show. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Movies from A to B podcast, okay. <laughs> otherwise known as the MFAB podcast. That was a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. As always, I am Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And we just want to thank you for joining us today. Um, Do we have a good episode? I hope so. I think I, so. I think so, yeah. We got a couple mm-hmm. of nice flicks today. Yeah. Kind of took it out of the old action genre and... Gonna start off with a nice chick flick slash rom com, I yeah. guess. It's, uh, it's a rom com. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Those are always good Isn't once there, in a while. Isn't there anything wrong with that? I don't think Sometimes so. Sometimes there is. Mm, maybe. I was kind of worried about doing a straight up chick flick because I didn't know how it would uh, translate. I guess. Well, we're about to find out. Yeah. yeah. Why not? So, uh, we're gonna start off today with 2009's 500 Days of Summer, directed by Mark Webb. Starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. Zoe. 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 Is it Zoe or is it Zoe? I don't. I, I think it's Zoe. It's two O's, so it's spelled like Zoo. Yeah. Zoe. <laughs> Zoe. Uh, yeah. Um, it's also got a couple other semi-stars now got a today. Bunch of people in it. Yeah. Uh, Chloe Chloe Grace Moretz is also in it, along with Clark Gregg and Matthew Gray Goobler. <laughs> Googler. Googler. <laughs> That's just funny to say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this uh, starts off with a little text intro. Anything? You want to read uh, that off for us? And then uh, says, the first part of it is basically especially like this you, Jenny Beckman. This is completely bitch. fictitious. Any names and or likenesses. <laughs> kind of like three separate screens. That of, but it's funny. Of pure fiction. And then we get a narrator telling us how this is a story of boy meets girl. Tom and Summer, but this is not a love story. Not a love story. They put a big emphasis on that. And uh, basically for every scene, you kind of get a number introduced to it. And they really jump back and forth. Yeah, that's something I I wasn't a huge fan of, but it starts off with day 290. The only thing that pissed me off about it was taking the notes. Yeah. For me, because I kept writing down the days. I did too. Don't worry, I did too. So... Starts off with 290, uh, Tom, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, our main character. Uh, he's smashing plates in his apartment. His little sister's coming over to visit little sister Rachel. Yeah, she was by far the best actress in this movie. You think so? Well, <laughs> yeah. Was, her character was fucking great. Actress, yeah. Uh, but that's played by Chloe Grace Moretz, a very young Chloe Grace Moretz. I don't know what else was she in. I can't even think of anything. Kick-ass. Oh, she was... Her. Yeah, okay. uh, she's been in a lot of. She's been in the second Neighbors movie. She's in a lot of stuff now. She's gotten a little older. Yeah. 
Um, this is probably one of her first roles. Anyway, she comes over, um, and uh, Tom's kind of losing it, and she's kind of like his voice of reason, his go-to, yeah, whenever he needs. Like a, I don't even know. Kind of like a therapist to him almost. Yeah, she's yeah. like really straightforward. So. Yeah. Um, Which is what I like about her character. She doesn't fuck around. Right, and but she's like twelve. Yeah, so she's that's, definitely that's like a kid. Yeah. Um, she's like he, one of those kids with an old soul or some shit. Yeah. He's also there with. Uh, his two buddies, Mackenzie and Paul, played by Jeffrey Arend and Matthew Gray Goobler. 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 <laughs> um, you, you'll probably recognize Jeffrey Arend. He was in Super Troopers. He was in The Ringer. Um, I think he's on the show House or one of those medical shows. Anyways, he's got a familiar face. But uh, we kind of flashed to like what how, how they're breaking up. Um, uh, Summer, played by Zoe De, Zoe Deschanel. Is like, uh, I think we should see other people, but we could still be friends. And then, and gives they go a, forward to what? Wait, yeah, but there's a funny thing about how she refers to them as Sid and Nancy. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Sid stabbed Nancy like seven times. <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, I'm Sid, and you're Nancy. <laughs> Which is pretty fucked up. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then he kind of just walks out, and then we jump way back to day. One where like he initially sees her, then it jumps quick to day three. Oh, he kind of just admires her from afar. And he's having all the conversations with his what roommate or, or his roommate his and his buddies. Yeah, they uh, they all work at a greeting card company, and she's the new assistant receptionist type thing. For their boss. Yeah. Um, day four we jump to. He's in the elevator listening to Smiths. Yeah. Uh, Summer Jump comes in and kind of hears his thing, and she's like, oh, I love the Smiths. And then we jump to day eight. There's a lot of, like, little small scenes. Yeah, like tons of little small scenes. Right. Um, day eight, they're at an office party, and Tom and Summer finally talk. They have a legit, like, conversation. And this is where my copy kind of fucked up, because the next thing I've written down is, is there's supposed to be silence. Yeah, which... The audio th- track, for some reason, cut out on me. Yeah, which there wasn't. Um, they're kind of just having some, you know, witty banter, chit-chat, and Tom was like, oh, yeah, in high school they called me highly adequate Tom or whatever, and Summer's like, hmm, they called me anal girl. <laughs> and Tom, like, spits out his drink, and he's like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, I like things, you know, really neat, tidy, in order. Totally the, like, more traditional version of the word anal yeah, yeah. See, the and, fucked up thing is when i was listening or when i was watching it they're pretty much yeah. the descriptions of their nicknames or whatever was the only parts that came through on my dvd copy so like oh. heard, yeah i'm reliable whatever tom and then it cut out for a couple seconds and then yeah, i was anal girl <laughs> so it, was, it kind of worked with not having the audio but yeah you got the the important parts yeah but yeah, they kind of talked the whole office party, and then we jump forward to day 154. We're Tom's uh, in love. Yeah, he's telling his buddy how much he loves Summer, everything about her. Like, oh, I love, you know, her laugh and her her knees. They're so cute. This, like, little birthmark she has on her chest, shaped like a heart. Really sweet, romantic. Let me jump back to day 22 to him saying, oh, it's off. And the, his buddies are like, why? 
And they talk in the elevator, and he was like, hey, Summer, how was your weekend? She was like, it was good. And he's like, yep, see? Yeah. Yep, that's yeah, it. He's reading way too much into everything. Yeah, like a moron. Um, but he's trying really hard to get her at this point. Like, He's trying to like turn on music that she likes loud in the office so she would hopefully hear it as she walked by. Well, yeah, he's saying, yeah, I gave her chances. And his chances that he's giving her are like, oh, I turned up music so she might hear it and start a conversation. Right. Bullshit fucking way to... That's not getting or picking up on someone that's... Yeah. Hasn't asked her out. He he literally hasn't asked her out. So, you know, he hasn't really done anything yet to get her. But uh, we jump to day 27 where uh, they're going to have a karaoke night and the whole office is going to be there. Tom doesn't want to go at first, but then his buddy's like, no... The whole office is going to be there. Oh, okay. So the next night, they have karaoke at this little bar. Um, singing. Summer. Summer. Sings a song. And she has some about Zooey Deschanel. She's a great singer. She literally has to sing she in every movie she she's ever in. Relationship. She's um, including her TV show, New Girl, too. Tom has to up. show off her voice. He's a fool for love. Yeah. Right. He's a hopeless romantic. He, he's waiting for the one. And she doesn't think that love exists yeah, or whatever. So. She's a cold-hearted bitch. Pretty much. Um, and they kind of discuss this. And Mackenzie, his buddy, gets totally fucking drunk. Um, she ripped out of his fucking mind. Yeah. And they're putting him into a cab. And he kind of looks at Summer and is like, hey, he likes you. And she kind of asks Tom, is this true? And he's like, well, yeah, his friends, you know. She's like, okay, let's just be friends. That's all she says. We're just friends. Yeah. And which we, doesn't last very long at all. No, it doesn't. Like um, literally, the next scene, they're at, in the coffee yeah. room together, and day thirty-one. It's like the the Monday after the yeah. weekend. There's like at copy machines, and Summer just turns, goes over to him, and kisses him, and then leaves. Yeah. yeah. No words. Just I'm gonna make out with you for like five seconds, and we're gonna leave. But uh, then they're at the, his apartment together later, which they never said why they got there. He kind of just it called his buddy way over. Too much to fucking yeah, understand any of that yeah, there's a lot of jumping in this. That's a, that's a fault of this movie. So, but uh, I mean, it played with the movie well, but. Mm-hmm. So they're at their apartment and then they leave and then we jump forward to day 282 and they're kind of at like a furniture store and he makes this really stupid joke about how none of the sinks work. And she doesn't laugh at it. And then uh, we jump back to day 34, and they're doing the same thing, but they're acting like they're a couple living in a house. Yeah, so this is like good times versus bad times, essentially. Yeah, kind of. Whenever they switch the days, you could tell if it was going to be a depressing scene or not because of uh, the background. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of neat. The colors and stuff change. Oh, it's all gray and drab. That means this is going to be a sad fucking scene. Great. It's all yellow and orangey. It's going to be happy. Yay. But uh, they're having a lot of fun in, like, the Ikea furniture store or whatever. And then they, like, run off to a bed. And there's a funny scene where they're, like, making out in the bed. And they're like, oh, there's a Chinese family in our bathroom. I don't want to alarm you, but there's a Chinese family in our bathroom. (laughs) You look over and there's this, like, awkward Chinese family just staring at them. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, And then... Summer, they, or do they go back to his place, or are they still in the store? No, I think this is when they go back to her. Okay. His place. Yeah. Summer's like, I'm not really looking for anything serious. 
and Tom acts like he's cool with it when you know he probably really isn't. Yeah, you know, but uh, romantic and all. Yeah, he uh, he runs into the bathroom and he's like, "Yeah, she's just we're just friends, we're just casual friends." And he comes back out and she's fucking naked in his bed. And I'm assuming that they fucking get it on. Well, you can kind of tell by the next fucking scene. Oh which yeah. Is like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This huge fucking dance montage of yeah. I just fucked her pretty much. Yeah. And what's the name of that song that he danced to? I wasn't even paying attention. You make my dreams come true. Ooh. That song. Yeah, don't sing. I just fucking don't sing. Dude, if it's in my heart, I'm gonna sing. Don't okay. Care. Don't sing. I do. Don't hurt the ears of our listeners. I'm sure some some of the listeners out there have been dying for some none of the listeners musical, <laughs> some magical right in melodies. In from air, my yes, please. I'll I'll record an album. I'll send it to you. And it'll be god awful. <laughs> so, anyways, after the whole uh, dance number with all these strangers and stuff, uh, we. It was s- kind of funny though when he's walking down the street and suddenly he starts giving high fives to people and fucking. Yep. This is a a really nice scene of how. Uh, that scene ends with the elevator closing, and he's all happy. And then it jumps days. It jumps back to day 303, and the elevator opens, and he's a fucking mess. Just a fucking wreck. Looks yeah. like shit. Yep. Summer doesn't work there anymore. Um, and, oh, I love this because uh, I wrote this down. I was excited that this is the second movie in a row that we've done where Shirley from the community was yep. in. Yeah. She's took the place of Summer. Yeah, she's the new secretary. Yeah, Yvette Nicole Brown is the actress's name, but you'll probably most recognize her from Community. Yeah, yeah. Um, surely. Yeah. The but, uh, aggressive Christian woman. <laughs> but Tom gets uh, an email from Summer saying, I'd love to hang out, but not this week. Let's still be friends. And that's all she seems to just want. And then uh, we go back to day 87. They're uh, arguing about the Beatles in this record sh- shop. And how she loves Ringo Starr, and how he's like, nobody loves Ringo Starr. He's the worst Beatle. Well, duh. But uh, they go and they buy a porno. He's he's like the Godfather 3 of the Beatles. (laughs) Pretty much. But yeah, they end up going and buying a porno called, was it like Sweet and Shower or something? Yeah, Sweet and Shower. Yeah, and they go back and cuddle and watch it. It's a play on Sweet and Sour. (laughs) Oh my god, I just picked up on this. (laughs) Wow. Wow. <laughs> Had you not told me that, I probably would have never Serious? got that. Seriously. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah, I noticed that right away. I was like, ah, poor Sometimes, Sometimes in my head, the hamster, the wheel's still spilling, but the hamster's dead. So that's how my mind is. It's just sometimes it's like that monkey claiming the symbols. That's what's going on with it. Yeah. yeah so. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that's why nonsensical singing drivel comes out of your mouth every now and then. Pretty much. Yep. Please don't sing. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, they rent this movie and they watch it, kind of like a couple would watch a chick flick, but it's a porno. And then they end up trying some of the moves in the shower and just like rip the shower curtain down. Yeah. Another little funny scene. And then we jump to day 95. Who tries to support themselves on a fucking shower? Rock, They're though? tiny people. No, they no, are. you cannot support your butt. One no. alone body weight could not be supported by that fucking flimsy ass shower curtain. Oh no, but they saw it in the porno, so it must be true. Remember? <laughs> so a few days later, they go and Tom shows her around the city how awesome the architecture is. He kind of t- tells her how he originally wanted to be an architect. Yeah, he's got a huge heart on for buildings. Yeah, 
Um, takes her to his favorite spot in the town, right? That little park, yeah, that park with the park bench and all that yep. noise. And then kind of draws on her arm, this really nice skyline. And then we jump forward to day 109, and he finally gets to see her apartment. Um, and our narrator comes back in, kind of says it was at this point Tom realized her wall that she kept up was finally coming down. Breaking down walls. Yep, just for him. And he knows this because she said six simple words. I've never told anyone that before. And Tom felt really special after that. Yeah. Um, so then we jump. A lot of sappy shit in this movie. Yeah, it's a chick flick. It is. We jump forward to day 118. Tom's talking to his sister again about a. Uh, he's wondering what they what they are labels. He wants to know. Um, are they boyfriend girlfriend? Are they not? Yeah. Which so. Is you know, kills a lot of relationships. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she just kind of says, just ask her. Don't be a pussy. Yeah, don't, don't be a fucking pussy. Yeah. Um, he asks her. Yeah, he asks her what, and she's like, I don't know. We're happy, and that's kind of where they leave it at that point. And they just kind of like play fight each other in the car and go see a movie or whatever. So day two fifty nine, they're drinking at a bar. Uh, some guy comes up and starts hitting on Summer. I love it how his name in IMDb is credited as yeah. douche. Yep, that's how, how he was in the credits. Um, but he's yeah, he's a real douche. So he starts hitting on Summer and ripping on Tom, saying, I can't believe this is your boyfriend. So Tom punches the dude and then proceeds to get his ass beat. Yeah. They go back to her place. Summer's upset. Um, she tries to tell him that they're just friends, and Tom's like, oh, it's such bullshit. You're not the only one who has a say in this and kind of storms out. And there's a dual screenshot, briefly. There's like a few of these in there that yeah, worked out really nicely. They did work really nice. Tom's laying in his bed, looking at his phone, about to call her, and then she split screens, staring at her phone, and he never calls her. But then she comes over in the middle of the night, and they kind of hash things out. And then... uh I guess they stay the night, probably fuck again. Yeah, more likely. Yeah. And the morning, Summer starts telling him about her past boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah. I love that because when she's explaining them, it'll cut to what he thinks they are. Yeah. So he'll switch to like this black and white picture of what he thinks a guy looks like. And it's like, oh, this guy was called the Puma. And he's like, why is that? And then she's like, you know why. You know why. Yeah. Giant donger. Yeah. What was the name of the the rock one? Where she was like, yeah, I was with that person. Charlie? Was it? Was yeah, it Char- Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Was Charlie for a while, and then uh, it switches. He sees this like, rock singer, all hardcore. And then she was like, yeah, she was really kind of cool and all she that. She was alternate, and there's a chick in the background, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Still in the band. But, yeah. but then they go to the park. They're having a picnic, and they play the penis game. Yeah. yeah. I kind of <laughs> cracked up when I was watching that. Yeah, I didn't know how... We're, world-renowned the penis game was. I remembered this in high school, but I didn't know if anybody else outside my high school ever played this game. So this was kind of fun. I'm pretty sure every high school played this game. If you don't know what the penis game is, basically you start saying penis as softly as you can and the next person, back and forth, you got to say it louder and louder. So yeah, this is a pretty funny scene. Uh, Anyways, we go back to day 191. They're at this modern art gallery. (laughs) 
in like really modern art gallery, I guess. Yeah, one yeah, exhibit one. is just a pile of shit. Yep, and that's when they decide, hey, let's go to the movie. <laughs> Which did you catch the name of the? Yes, part vampire, part giant, vagiant. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> it's great. And then we go to day 314. Um, Tom's at the movies alone, and it's some French or Swedish film about this lonely guy who in the movie is played by Tom. So he's kind of like watching himself on the screen almost. He's projecting himself into the movie. Yep. And it's really stupid. Lots of suffering. What I'm trying to get at is a lot of suffering. Shitload of suffering. (laughs) So let me go to 321. Tom visits his boss, or his boss asks to see him. He's like, yo, what's up? And then he reads the latest card he sent him. Do you remember it? Uh, it was, uh, roses are red, violets are blue. Fuck you, fuck fuck you, you whore. whore. <laughs> he opened the card, it was fucking <laughs> I was dying laughing there. Best card ever. And the boss, and like, this is like the worst boss ever. He's like, we know you're sad, so maybe you should channel that into like, writing for sympathy or grief cards. <laughs> like, trying, you know, keep being sad, but you still gotta do your job. Well, I think it was more like if you're gonna be sad, you know. Yeah, if you're gonna be sad, maybe you should work on sad shit. I guess. I mean, I don't think that's the right job that way. But, yeah, I guess. But it's either that or what you can for making cards, I'd say fuck you, horn. <laughs> that's a perfect card, though. Like, if you're think about it, After if you catch your if you catch your girlfriend cheating on you. And that's like the perfect card. I guarantee you that card. Yeah, but that's not a Valentine's Day card. No, that's what he was supposed to be making. I guess. He could have made a whole line of cards like that, and people would have bought them. Not Valentine's Day. No, but I mean, they could have made a whole other category, like cheating sluts or whatever, or you know, backstabbing boyfriends. You know, that's what you see in every section of the Hallmark card selection. I'm telling you, they'd be sellers. They would be sellers. They would be sellers, and they are. I've watched enough of the Maury show and, you know, Jerry Springer to know that there's plenty of... whore. Yeah, you're a whore. <laughs> so, yeah, those and cards... And they are were... made. The cards like that are made. You just got to get them online. Okay. We'll see. Tom could have taken advantage of that, man. Could have cornered the market. Um, let me go back to day 167, where he's still in with Summer, and he has, like, the best ideas at work. Yeah, he's on top of his fucking game at this point. Yeah. Like, everybody gets his advice because they're all stumped and he has the best idea. And then we come back to day 322. And this is, like, the same scene where Tom was saying how much he loved Summer, everything he loved about Summer. The same exact camera, but now he's talking about how much he hates her. How he hates her stupid laugh. Her knees. That ugly fucking birthmark on her chest. of a birthmark on her chest. (laughs) (laughs) And... What does it jump to after that? Oh, day 45, the blind date. Yeah. But this chick's smoking hot. Yeah, she's good looking, for sure. But he's all about summer. He just wants to talk to her about summer. And uh, don't they go to karaoke? And he sing. I'm pretty sure that's a Pixie song that he singed. I'm not sure which one he was singing there. I can't remember either. But it was a... He skipped over where he's at the restaurant with the blind date. And he's like... She took a shit on my oh, face, yeah. literally. <laughs> She's like, she literally did that? He's like, well, no. But gross. Yeah. Why would you think that? He's yeah, drunk he goes, as shit. He got yeah. plastered and, you know, is just in a shitty place. Yeah. 
singing a really aggressive, sad song, and then the chick just kind of leaves him. And then we go to day 402. Uh, Tom's taking a train trip. He's supposed to go with his buddy, but he's like, nope, I ain't going. Whatever. And uh turns out Summer's on the train. He's he going kinda, to Millie's wedding. Yep. They grab coffee, and they have a nice chat there, and Millie was their, one of their former co-workers. In this whole scene, it's like they're starting to rekindle what they had. And uh, she invites him to a party at her house the next day. And then uh, there's a quick scene of Tom's buddies and his boss talking about love. And Tom's in the scene, but he really doesn't have anything to say. Yeah, he just doesn't say shit. Just so, kind of blankly stares ahead. Yep. And then we cut to Tom going to this party. And this is another good use of those split screens. I love this scene because it's the same scenes, just it's his expectation versus reality. Yeah. Like, so you see what he expects to happen, and then on the other split screen, you see, you know, what's actually happening. And it starts out with just, like, subtle differences. And then it just grows into, like, the reality is growing so much further away from his expectation. sort of fucking depressing. So much further that... She's engaged. Yeah, she's got a ring on that he notices like three quarters of the way through the party. Yep. And he just fucking leaves, storms out of there. He's so upset. Um, let me cut to day 440 three, and 440, four 440, 441 and a half, and then 442, where he's just buying booze and Twinkies. and. Yeah, he's just in a fucking yeah. depression hole right now. It's, yep. It's sad. <laughs> goes to the gas station, his bathroom, buys a fucking bottle of whiskey and a jug of orange juice. And a bunch of Twinkies. Yeah, early in the morning. Yep. Like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do today. And he steps outside, and there's literally these two people holding hands, and he's like, good room. So he's a mess still. And we jump forward to, or 442, Tom goes into work at this meeting, and uh, this lady's trying to pitch these cat cards of her cat. And uh, he makes a comment about, oh, they're total shit. Yeah. And just kind of loses it finally. Like if this cat jumps for his goals, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. He's like reaching for a bird off his ledge. Well, if he gets the bird, he's falling. So your cards are total shit. No offense. Yeah, but it kind of breaks down. At yeah. Point. And says how, says how these cards are all lies that we kind of, what we do is we tell people what they're too scared to say or whatever. And we kind of let him off the hook. So he's really depressed with his job, and he quits. And we go to day 450. Tom is at his sister's soccer practice, and he's starting to sketch and draw again. And uh, his sister's like, Tom, I think you're looking at all the good things between you and Summer. Go back and look at all the bad stuff, not the good. So they kind of jump back to like all these scenes that they've been showing over and over, but they're showing like a little extra pieces of them where it kind of shows the shittiness of it. Yeah. It turns out that was all one day. Yeah. And how Summer was so cold and distant. And it was just, it's really sad. That was the day she broke up with him. Yeah. Because he was trying to get her to smile, get her to laugh, doing all the stuff that they had done in the past that was great and they had a lot of fun with and she's just not having it anymore. So then we jumped to 456 through 476. It's kind of a montage of Tom studying his architecture again, um, going to job interviews and whatnot, and another split screen here of Summer's wedding, 
and some interviews with Tom. And we go to day 488 after that. Tom is at his favorite spot, and Summer's there too. And they kind of have a nice discussion on his bench. And she says, I'm surprised that you're married and all this crap. And she says, I finally knew what was never, what I was never sure of with, with you. And that to me was like a fucking dagger in the heart. Cause Tom, you see Tom like turn his head and like almost want to cry. Well, at this point in the movie, I mean, they've completely switched roles too. Yeah. Like she's believes in, you know, love at first sight and fucking the power of love and all that shit. And he's just a cold, emotionless robot now. Yeah, but she's trying to reassure him. He's like, Tom, you were right. You know, the love is there. Just You just weren't right about me. And it was kind of almost tear-jerking point there. So, But uh, we cut to day 500. So finally, we get to the ultimate of 500. Tom goes in for a job interview at this really awesome building, the old school elevators. Did you notice though? Yeah, not really. Yeah. Not really? Oh, the inside of this building looked really neat. It just looked like a building to me. Anyways, uh, she recognizes him from his favorite place. And he's like, she's like, do I know you? And I don't think so. You go to whatever park? And he's like, yeah, all the time. You're talking I, about the chick who's interviewing for the same job as him. Yeah, the chick who's interviewing for the same job. He just kind of went in. Yep. He's kind of about to go in, then he realizes, well, there's no such thing as fate. It's all pure coincidence. So he just kind of takes a leap of faith and asks, asks her out for coffee. She says, sorry, I'm supposed to meet somebody. And then she realizes the same thing. And she's like, no, I'm, yeah, let's go for coffee. And they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll figure it out after our interviews are over. And he says, hi, my name's Tom. She says, nice to meet you, Tom. My name is Autumn. I was so thinking oh. it was going to be summer. I was thinking it was going to be summer, and then they hit me with autumn, and I was like, oh, my God, it's even better. Then it, we see the day one screen pop up. Yep, so now. Credits. Sequel, 500 Days of Autumn. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. No. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's where it ends. So, take her away. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I really <laughs> like this movie. I'm not I'm huge in the chick flicks. I mean, you got to kind of be in a situation for me me to watch it you know the situation this time being was the podcast obviously but <laughs> i mean i yeah. love the sound uh, a lot of the music was really good uh the cinematography there's a lot of really artistic choices they use it's very art house which i always enjoy in films i like seeing different styles you know so that all worked out the story i mean it's, it's not a love story of course until the very end and then you don't know what happened so it's still it's a good adventure, but, you know, of love or whatever. And the acting all around was damn good. Um, both, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel both did a great job. Like I said, my favorite character was the sister. It was just down to earth. And even though she didn't have a lot of screen time, it definitely... Uh, memorable. Yeah, definitely memorable. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, mean, I really, really like this one, and I'll probably watch it again. You know, yeah, so, so I, I gave it a... I'm going to rate this one kind of high. I gave it a 9 out of 10. All right. Nice. I was not expecting that from you, but hey, glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, so, it was a good film. Um, yeah, I, I'm 
going to totally agree with him. This is a beautiful film. Um, I am a sucker for chick flicks slash rom-coms. I have a huge guilty pleasure for him. I'm a hopeless romantic, I guess, if you want to say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, this is a great film. It's very unique. They did a lot of interesting camera techniques with the whole split screens, and there was even some different animation styles thrown in there, too, at times. It was very, like Evan said, art house. It's really, really awesome. I think it was a mi- good mixture of uh, camera work and whatnot. Um, there was great chemistry between Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. I think they did a great job. I, I agree that Chloe Grace Moretz kind of makes her role memorable. This is one of her first films, obviously, so... Yeah. You can kind of tell she's a star in the making, even at such a young age. She did a great job. Um, and there's a nice indie soundtrack to it, too. Yeah. The, a lot of, you know, bands that probably nobody really knows about, unless you're into that underground indie scene, with kind of fit very, very well with this. Um, I'm, uh, I want to give it a nine, but I'm going to give it a very high eight. Well, just remember, um, one thing you didn't bring up was uh, Zoe Dashnell is always boner-inspiring. So okay. that always knocks it up a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah. She's cute. She is cute. So um, my one thing that the girl that played Autumn is Minka Kelly. Yeah. Um, if you don't know Minka Kelly, she was in for the TV show Friday Night Lights. I swear to God, that was not her. It did not look like her to me. So it, I'll have to go back and rewatch the scene with her. But I didn't look like that was her to me. Um, but I think she's hot. Anyways. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with a with an eight, just because I've seen probably a lot more chick flicks than Gavin has, and there's probably some better ones out there. I can't really give this. I'm gonna give it a very very high eight, almost nine, borderline nine, but I'm gonna stick with an eight. Yeah, that works. So, um, IMDb gives it a what seven point seven. Um, yeah, it did win or it was nominated for two cold two Golden Globes, but it has another bunch of awards that it won, so it's a very well-liked film. Um, so, got some fun info here for you. One of the characters, Paul, says the word hum job instead of blow job at one point, and this was solely to avoid getting an R rating. Which is messed up because there's yeah. really no difference. No, yeah. Um, the New Hampshire Greetings Cards office which is where Tom works, and his apartment were both filmed in the same building, which if you look at it, you can kind of tell the stru- inside structure was about the same. And this was the second time Joseph Gordon-Levitt had just played a character named Tom. <laughs> Do you know the only other time he played Tom? No. You sure? Um, not that I can think of offhand. character's name was Tommy Solomon from the TV show Third Rock from the Sun. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I never watched that. Yeah. So, and yeah, like we said before, the guy who uh, got punched at the bar literally is credited as douche. douche. So that is something that that actor, Ian Reed Kessler is the actor. He will have on his acting credits, he was douche in the movie 500 Days of Summer. You guys might remember me as douche. <laughs> <laughs> so, like yeah. Douche. Um, I'm definitely going to say check this movie out. Yeah, it's a beautiful film, yeah, it's very worth I'm I'm glad I ended up buying the copy twice so Gavin could have one. Yeah, except uh my copy has shitty audio. 
but whatever. Well, I'll buy you a good one if you like nah, it that much. So. Like looking like a horse in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, this is definitely worth seeing. Um, you got anything else to add to this? Uh, no, I don't think I do. All right, we're going to take a small break here, and we will be right back with the B side. Hey everyone, this is Gavin. Um, I regret to inform you that we do not have a second and a half of the episode. The movie we're intending on doing, Motel Hell, suggested by our listener Sherry, uh, has really bad audio. It is literally unlistenable. So we are going to postpone that movie until a further episode. And um, I just want to apologize and say if you do want to contact us, we are at mfabpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash mfabpodcast. And we are on Twitter at mfabpodcast. There we go. So again, we apologize and promise that next week the audio will be much, much better. All right. Thank you and goodbye. On next week's episode, we count down to Doomsday with Deep Impact and Embrace Anarchy and SLC Punk. So until next time, that's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>